grab your big book, your pen, your highlighter, and notepad and get ready to hear and apply some of the solution from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous through the experience, strength, and hope of Nikki M. To have a question addressed in a future episode of Noodle It Out with Nikki, please send an email to noodlewithnikki at gmail.com and Nikki is spelled with two Ks. To get a more interactive experience with Nikki as she noodles out life and recovery questions using the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you can get a link to her weekly Noodle It Out with Nikki meeting held live on Zoom every Monday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. The information to that meeting is in the show notes of this podcast. God morning, God afternoon, and God evening to all. My name is Justin B., and I am a son of an all-powerful and all-loving God and a qualifying addict of multiple uh, fellowships living in the miracle of recovery one day at a time. And I'm here with the intelligent agent, spearhead of God's ever-advancing creation, and my co-host, Nikki M. Nikki, tell us a little bit about what's going on today. Well, today is just an amazing day because I have the obsession of gratitude in my mind. I used to obsess about crazy things like men and money. And it got me nowhere. The book actually says it's futile and fatal. And so then that's the resentments that come with worshiping men and money. So long story short, my mind, I've had a psychic change. What's a psychic change, Nikki M? It's a mind and soul change. So I'm obsessed with gratitude. Thank you, Justin. And I'm obsessed with the gratitude that you uh, expressed there. I'm grateful that you're here with us. All right. Uh, Real quick, just a couple of real quick business items. Uh, Nikki, Noodle It Out with Nikki is a part of the Rico 12 family of recovery resources, and we're really grateful for that. I'm obsessed with the gratitude of that. Um, we have several other resources. Please check those out. I've got the links to those in the show notes of the podcast. Um, and this project called Noodle It Out with Nikki M is an exercise and a deep dive into finding solutions to questions, issues, and things we encounter in everyday life in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'll bring a couple of questions from our lives, from the lives of people we work with in recovery or from others that, we, that we've heard uh, to the listening audience to the big book. So get your big book out and get ready to run around it and make some notes. Nikki, today we're going to talk a little bit about the concept of honesty. And this is one that has always been uh, a bedevilment to me. Um, it's been one that, uh, well, it really held me back for decades from getting into the rooms. And even, you know, now I find myself slipping back into some dishonesty, some practices of not complete honesty. And so we'll jump in here and, uh, and I'm going to ask a couple of questions that I've seen around. All right. First one says, I seem to lie or at least to not disclose everything, even when it doesn't matter, stupid things and avoiding sharing more truth in order to protect others. But really, as I look at it, it's to protect myself. Nikki, what does the big book say about honesty and about this this concept right here of just lying about stupid things? Okay. Wow. That's a big question. And you know, everybody know, let's just start off on what we read pretty much in every AA meeting. If, if you're in these meetings, when they read it, it says, rarely have we seen a person fail who thoroughly, that's on page 58. Let me just open up my big book real quick because I, I want to read it verbatim about honesty. See, it says, rarely have we seen a person fail. That person is a real addict, a type three, can't take it, can't leave it, you know, can't live without it, real addict. 
That's on page 21 of your big book. If you need to diagnose yourself or your sponsees who has thoroughly followed our path. See, thoroughly means line out, no half measures, hundred percent. And thoroughly does not mean perfect. And this is a path. This is a recipe laid out for us. Those, those addicts, those type three, those real addicts who do not recover are people who cannot and will not completely, again, 100%, give themselves to this simple program. Usually men and women, and I love this line, who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. Now, if this person says they lie about the simple little things, they're, they're not constitutionally incapable because they're, they're admitting they're dishonest. See, I was in a meeting with a lawyer one time, and he's, he's a big Canadian lawyer, and he said, constitutionally incapable of being honest means you're a psychopath. You cannot follow a constitution. If you can't follow the constitution, then you are a psychopath and you should not be in this room. But most of us are constitutionally capable. We're we're capable of being honest. So that's number one. Okay. And then I want to roll into why you lie about the little things, because here it is on page 118. It says you And I just put my name, Nikki, and I don't have a husband. I'm going to get one. He's in Luxembourg one day, but uh, not in this moment. You, Nikki, you find, you will find that you, Nikki, can dispose of serious problems easier than you can the trivial ones. See, line out, my line out says, little stuff eats at my soul. Oh, I had no problem deciding I was going to move from California to Toronto, but ask me what color dress I want to wear to that wedding. And I'm having a meltdown. It's the little things. Couples out there, single people, what are you going to eat tonight? I mean, it's a, it's a meltdown, but you can decide if you're going to get that, you know, adopt that puppy in a minute. Big decisions are easy. Little stuff eats at your soul. So it's number now let's go even deeper. Everybody on our deep dive today. Um, people pleasing is dishonest, Justin. A lot of the time, this is about codependency and radical honesty, which is, look what I do for you. I did it because the da da. No, you did it because you want to page, I think it's 60, 61. You want to be the actor trying to arrange the lights, the people, everything the way you want it. And here's what you do, because this is where your dishonesty comes in. You know, you think you're doing it for other people, control freaks. I'll talk about myself, Nikki, you control freak, because you think you're being honest, but you're trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, the rest of the players in my own way. My line now says Nikki's a control freak. And if only Nikki's arrangements would stay put, I'm on page 61. Stay put, line out. They never will get honest, Nikki. If only people will do as I wish, but I'm being honest. Look at that. No, you're not. You're being controlling. You're being people pleasing. You're being the actor. You're playing God. Full stop the show would be great. That line out, that's a codependence dream come true. Everybody, including Nikki, would be pleased. Life would be wonderful. Now, here it is. See, our actor is sometimes virtuous, kind, considerate, patient, generous, modest, even self-sacrificing. But on the other hand, you're egotistical, selfish, dishonest. And why? It says in the doctor's opinion, and I love this line, our attic life seems the only normal one. We're used to lying. Our parents are used to lying. We're all used to people pleasing. Does my butt look big in these pants? Oh, no, honey, you look great. How about no? Those pants look awful on you, honey. Come on, go in there and take them off. 
How, I mean, literally, even my boyfriend recently is like, uh, you lost too much weight in COVID. Like, what happened to you? Gain some weight. That wasn't fun to hear. And I had to put some pounds on. You, you, you understand this is radical honesty, Justin. Now, is it helpful? Because that's our real job, page 102. Sometimes it's better just to be quiet and patient, page 102. But what I said was honest. What I said was it was, it was helpful. It was sincere, blah, blah, blah. But, but was, it, was it loving, Nikki? No, that wasn't loving what I said. Because if you want to get radically honest, there is a self-will and God's will test that we know in our workbook. Justin and I come, you know, we, we sponsor a way of a condensed um, of the big book. And, and in there, it comes from the Oxford group, the four absolutes. And you can see if you're being honest. Is it honest, pure, unselfish, and loving? It must have all, all four principles. If I'm in my will, this is how I can tell if I'm honest. Is it, is it resentful? If it's resentful, it's dishonest. Is it selfish? Oh, but look what I'm doing for the other person. You're doing it because you're playing God, Nikki. You want to arrange the lights, the scenery, your people the way you want them. It's people-pleasing. It's dishonest. Is it fearful, Nikki? A lot of the time, this dishonesty comes from fear because we forgot, as Justin likes to introduce me and himself, we are intelligent agents, spearheads of God's ever-advancing creation. What can touch us? If I work for the creator of the universe and nothing happens in God's world by mistake and everything's exactly the way it's supposed to be, let's get radically honest here. I just need to serve with a good, loving attitude, never perfect, just progressing along spiritual lines. That's a big breath, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you said, hey, you know, is it is it helpful? Is it loving? Is it kind? Is it these things? So often um, in my own life, I feel like I withhold from being completely honest in things that mm, probably really matter and need to be honest about because I think, oh, if I say that, I'm going to hurt that person. Um, and and so I make the justification, or as uh, my sponsor Sean says, the justification uh, of uh, of saying, you know what, I'm not going to to hurt that person. I'm just going to keep this a secret. What? Well, how how do I differentiate the true from the false? There, how do I differentiate? Hey, I'm speak. I'm I'm not going to say that because it's hurtful. Versus, I'm not going to say that because I'm justifying protecting myself. How do I see that? Okay, well then, that's a wonderful question, and here it is. It's really a step five instruction. And here it is. You have to talk to the right person. Like, are you talking to someone who can handle honesty? Because remember what the book, big book says on page 125, we addicts are sensitive people. It takes a long time to outgrow this serious handicap. The book is calling being sensitive a serious handicap. So we got to be armed with the facts. Page one, no, page 18. Page just 18 says armed with the facts. So am I talking to the right person? See, Justin, I can get radically honest with you, but I can't get radically honest with my own brother because he's not the right person. So I have restraint of tongue. I see where I can be helpful. That's on page... Um, what page are we going to now? Uh, it's page 72. This is perhaps difficult discussing our defects. How about line out the truth with another person? My line out says, not if you pick the right person, Nikki, 
to be honest with. I have to pick the right person. Why am I going to my untreated Al-Anon mom to tell her my fears? That's just throwing gasoline on a fire. But I can go to Justin. I can go to my sponsor. I can go to my sponsees and they can bring me back into the great reality. And then it says right here, Justin, I have to think well before I choose the person or persons with whom to take an intimate and confidential step. Oh, Nikki, that's for a step five meeting or that's for a step five instruction. These are life instructions, people. We live these instructions every day, God's people. So I have to think well before Nikki opens her mouth. I'll use some experience, strength, and help here. I have a friend here from America. And I had to say something to her. It was just honest. It was like, this is not working for you. It was like, just, and I, I thought we're both in program. She didn't ask for it, but I'm her friend. And I can see where this is not going to work out well for her. So I gave it now. Did I step on toes? I don't know. But she also gets me because we're both in program. We both speak big book. She got me. I got her. Nobody had hurt feelings because we're speaking big book language. Am I going to approach my untreated sister this way? Who, who's a normie? As Cameron likes to go, a muggle, a, as, as, you know, as, 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 as our friend Sean B, a muggle and normal people. I'm not going to go to the normies with this thing. I'm going to have restraint of tongue. I'm going to think, is this helpful what I'm saying? How honest can I be with this person? Does that make sense? I, hey, my daughter, I can be honest until a certain point. And then how do I get real honest? I speak from I statements, everybody. Remember, we share, let's just, where does it say that, Nikki? It says it on page 29 of our big book. See, it says right here. Further on, page 29, clear-cut instructions are given how we recovered. Recovered, ED, yeah, from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And then it says, further down, it says, next paragraph, each individual, that's me, in my personal story, I describe in my own language. That means I need to speak from I statements, not you, not we, from my own point of view, not you, not we, me, I statements, the way I establish a relationship with God. Make sense? Yeah, good stuff. Thank you, Nikki. Um, you know, I, I've got one more question, but I think you really addressed it here. But let's let's maybe dive a little bit on this with with in relation to honesty. Um, I can't even seem to be honest with myself. Is this the question? I I lie thinking that it is honest, or at least kind to others and to self. You know, I how does one become honest with oneself? In what do we learn that for, about that in the big book? Well, the way we go through the big book, and you know this, Justin, and this is why we have to go through a deep dive, is number one, page 23. This honesty centers in your mind. See, you've been programmed, whoever's asking this question or if it's happening to me and Justin, we have been programmed to believing a certain, remember what it asks us on, I think it's page, uh, we're to sweep away our prejudice. Let me just see where that is. That's, I think, on page 52. Or 57, we are to sweep away our prejudice. You have to sweep away everything you've ever known. That's how you get honest. You have to sweep away everything. But my mom said that. But the rooms have been telling me that 
I'm, I'm sponsoring a woman who has been in the rooms for over 30 years. And she's like, I'm like, madam, you must sweep away everything you've loved. Cause she's sober, but she's dying on her thinking. So you've got to, how do you get honest? Like you've got to sweep away everything you've ever known. Right. And then you've got, it says, it says, how do you think honestly? Okay. Well, you've got to admit here it is. It's a step one problem. You've got to admit that you're powerless over your thinking. So your thinking's all messed up, not just your drinking, not just your eating, not just your scrolling, not just your hoarding and your, and all those all vile things that I can't mention on the camera and on the, on the, on the channel. Here it is. Our thinking. We want our thought life placed on a higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. How do I clear my wrong motives? Every day I admit I'm powerless over my thinking. Nikki, what do you mean I can't think again? What does the book say? Well, the book says I have to quit playing God. Number one, there you go. What else does it say? Well, it says I have to smash the idea that I'm like other people, page 30. Then you need to smash the idea like that you're like anybody other, like anyone else. Other people can think freely. We don't. Then what do I think? You think God thoughts. And they're all over the pages in your big book. You think that you are touching a source of power that can give you an honest answer, which is, we just said it and Justin said it. If you have to, and this is Bob D out of Las Vegas. Maybe you're, maybe Bob D's hearing this. This is you, dude. If you have to justify, rationalize, or explain anything, know you are wrong because you never have to justify rationalize or explain what is right. What does that look like? Nikki, why can't you come? I said, I can't come. Full stop. Blah, 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 blah. No. Why, Nikki? I said, no. No is a full answer. I mean, it's that simple. Who cares if they're going to get all upset? I am not responsible for how you feel. I stopped doing that a long time ago. That's people-pleasing. How you receive what I say, speak, and here it is. Well, Nikki, you offend a lot of people. Well, then guess what, friend? I'm yeast to your bread. Here's the instruction on page 133. Nikki offended me. Well, when trouble comes, if trouble comes, page 133 says if. Cross out if, put when trouble comes. Nikki offended me. My boss offended me. My prime minister offended me. What am I to do when trouble comes? I'm to cheerfully capitalize on it. Thank you. My prime minister's yeast to my bread. How can I practice restrictive tongue by not going on social media and offending the entire nation? <laughs> or better yet, getting arrested. <laughs> you understand, like, here's an opportunity to practice restrictive tongue. Here's, a pra here's an opportunity to go, Nikki's a sick person. This is my course. God save me from being angry. How can I be helpful to Nikki, this sick person? Right, right? Like this is getting radical. How can I be helpful to her? Your will, God, not mine, be done. Well, let's see. I can pray for Nikki and her potty mouth. I can maybe try and understand Nikki. Why does Nikki say these things? Why does Nikki do these things? Right? And then I can stop complaining. Page 417. We always go there about Nikki. I don't know better than God. God created Nikki the way God wants 
Nikki to be. Quit playing God. Does that make that, you know, I'm always like, does that make sense? My friend again, who's staying with me goes, Nikki, you say that too much. I'm like, I do. Thank you for bringing that to my attention and getting honest. <laughs> yeah. And, and it does make sense. And, and you do say it a lot, but uh, I think it's good for me, for me to reflect and say, you know, does that make sense? And, and, and if it doesn't quite make sense, how, how do I need to look at it to make sense? So, yeah, very good. Um, any other final thoughts on uh, honesty before we close this down today? Well, I mean, if you get radically honest and I want to take this to the promise, let's just do a final thought on the promise. It's on page 87, everybody, and we'll read it slowly so we can all know this comes true. I mean, I'm smiling. You can't see me, but I'm a woman who, you know, I wanted to kill myself and kill my lover. And I have everything you can imagine. And I thought I needed the gifts and the money and the fame and the fortune of everybody to make a difference, but I don't. I just need, apparently, Justin B in his podcast right now. So here it is on page 87. What used to be the hunch or the gradual or the occasional inspiration. See, it used to be a hunch for me to tell the truth. You understand this is radical. It used to be the occasional inspiration to tell the God's honest truth. This gradually becomes a working part of my mind. My line out says second nature. Everybody, that's a step 11 promise. See, I am still inexperienced. And I just made conscious contact with God. So it's not probable that I'm going to be inspired. How about this? It's not probable, Justin, that I'm going to be honest at all times. Right? Because it's it says... I just made conscious contact with God. But Nikki, you're 49. You're almost 50. Yeah, and I've been living like a child for many years. Children lie. Adults don't. And if Nikki thinks I'm going to be honest at all times, I'm going to pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions. My line out says acting out an obsessive thinking and comparing, I'll compare myself to other people, which is crazy, absurd actions and thoughts and ideas. And you don't want to know my actions because I don't want to mention them on, on the, I don't need to share my fist step with you people. The rooms are dangerous and I don't need judgment. I'm just awful when I'm not with God. Nevertheless, here's another promise, everybody. And we'll end here. Nikki finds that her thinking This is a thinking, everybody, final thoughts. Think big. God loves you so much. God loves me so much. And as time passes, I'm more and more on a plane of inspiration. I'm on my knees, smiling, crying, loving God. Because this is what's happening. I'm relying on this, Justin. If you don't believe this, what are you doing here? I think we can close up there. Guys, remember there is one who has all power, all love, all ability to deliver me, you, and everyone from our dishonesty, from our unwillingness, from our uh, closed-mindedness. And that one is God. May you find God now. 